Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Zero Lift is back from our winter break, and we're right back on the throttle. Wide open, baby. I'm your host with the most, Mr. Zero Lift. As always, I'm joined by John of Saudi Arabia. Yo! And today, today <laughs> we have a guest on the show that might just be as crazy about purpose-built Japan cars as we are. And we're not talking about just your run-of-the-mill dad's Nissan, Toyota, Mitsubishi, or any of the like. Like, we're talking... Any brand that goes fast, that it's built for speed and the track and or Wangan C1 or whatever. I'm, of course, talking about Danny and RMC Miami. Hello. Welcome on to the show, Danny. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, I don't think I'm at your level yet, but uh, definitely a fanatic of all these shitboxes. <laughs> shitboxes they are. Shitboxes, sure. right. Just can't get away. But we love them. Yeah, unfortunately, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, man, thanks, before, thanks for having me, guys. Before we get into any of uh, the Japan shitboxes, you know, uh, that we love so much, there's an update out of Saudi Arabia. I'm kicking it over to John. What you got, buddy? Oh, boy. So I bought the LS2 Swap Patrol. It's... Every time I see it out in the parking lot, my heart stops a little bit. I put some 33s on it, and they look terrific. Um, but I, I just, I, I'm just, I just got to say, this particular car is the most half-ass build I have ever seen in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> everything I was not expecting that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's there's times when I'm like, for the money I spent on this, I could have got just a nice, reliable Jeep or like newer, new-ish Land Cruiser, but whatever. Um, it, I did not spend a lot of money by American standards. It's, it's dirt cheap. Like I spent the equivalent of, I spent less than ten grand on this car. So it's like, the thing was, is I thought I was buying like I thought I was buying a deal. I thought I was like, oh man, you can't get a cool swapped old Patrol for ten grand in the United States. And, I bought a ten grand in United States standards LS Swap Patrol. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so what you're saying it needs some work. It needs a fair bit of work, and um, yeah. So it's been, it's been. I mean, I, I took it out to my sand dune spot, and I haven't, I haven't gone like super off road just because I've been a little sketched out. Uh, I got a Saudi buddy that knows, you know, the shops and like the scene and stuff like that. And we've been kind of talking about what we want to do. So, which leads me into some more cool stuff. Okay. So I got the car. It's a mixed bag. Like it's not, it's not a complete piece of shit. It's just all the work that's done to it is kind of half-ass done. So I'm trying to go back over it and make it reliable because I want to take it out into the desert and I don't want to die. Um, so we've got about two months here until people are going to start hibernating for the summer because we treat summer in Saudi Arabia the same way people in the States treat winter. That's when the car comes apart. That's when the big builds happen is over the summer because the whole country just, they stop having fun. They stop doing shit. They stay inside. So Because yeah, it's 138 degrees outside. Yeah. So we've got about two months until people stop playing. And hold on, is it actually 130 degrees? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. 
I mean, wow. I, I just threw out I just threw out an arbitrary number, but I'm sure it gets oh. that hot. <laughs> so it sounded pretty. It sounded like on the money though. <laughs> so when I when I showed up when I showed up I showed up in September, so it had started to cool off a little bit, and the daily high was 125. God damn. Um, wow. Yeah. And so in August, I am told it is, you know, another 10 to 15 degrees on top of that. So we should buy radiators um, from over there. Bro. Right. The, I know the AC systems here and stuff are, are actually, they have like larger condensers and stuff for that reason. But uh, like four pass radiators. Yeah. <laughs> but once October hits, people start getting excited. Like, like October here feels like April, May in the States. Like people are like, oh shit. Uh, I got the, just did a build on my car. I just, you know, revamped the suspension over the summer, getting ready to take it out. Like that's when people started getting excited. So anyway, we got about two more months. So we're in like, Hey, let's just do the bare minimum to have some fun in this car for two months. And then I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to like try and make this car really, really crispy over the summer. Cause parts and labor here are super cheap. So anyway, the plan is I'm, we're going to retune it because I think they just did like a tail sniffer oxygen sensor when they tuned the car. There's no permanent O2 <laughs> sensor installed in the car at all. Um, and it's running a Haltech Elite 950, which is a car that has like adaptive everything. You can literally set your, you can set your AFRs and hit go and the car will tune itself. If I had an O2 sensor, um, so yesterday me and my buddy Khalid went out into town looking for some, you know, we met with a couple shops and like looked around a bunch looking for a place. And I stumbled upon this guy named, uh, Hisham Al-Mullah who is famous here. And I didn't know this till I met the guy, but he has some records for drag racing in the Middle East. I posted some stuff into the Discord. I got a chance to ride in his his daily, his street car, which is a 1,200 horsepower twin turbo uh, C6 Corvette. Um, Very practical. Yeah, yeah, super practical. Um, that car was terrifying. Uh, there's a video of me going, Jesus Christ, as we go from zero to 200 kph on a side road by his shop. Um for those of you that speak freedom units, it's like 120. Uh, and uh, me and him, he he actually knows really good English. So I'm talking with Hisham and he's like, okay, so what do you need? And I was telling him like, hey, this is the problem. Like, this is the issues I'm having. And I think that we should connect a, a O2 gauge via CAN bus, just based on the inputs and the outputs in the ECU. And he kind of cocked his head to the side and he was like, you know your stuff, huh? And I was like, yeah. He's like, it is so much nicer talking to a customer who knows what the hell he wants. And he took me back into his office because he recently wrecked his drag car. Um, and he pulled up a, a bunch of data logs from his run where he wrecked. And, like, we started talking. He, he showed me a data log where his TPS was so throttle position sensor was closing while he was on boost. He he was running so much boost in his so his drag car makes over 2000 horsepower. And he was this, this is the one he Ridiculous. traps. Yeah, he traps in a quarter mile at close to 320 kph, which is 200 miles per hour. Um 
And he was showing me that the boost was so much that it was physically closing the throttle plate and like bending the shaft in the throttle body. And he was that's, like, oh, that's shit. crazy. Yeah. He was like, look at, look at this in the data log. I was like, your TPS just went from a hundred to 94%. And I was like, were you bending the shaft? He's like, uh-huh. And I was like, what? And like, and then when that happened, his, uh, his air fuel ratio went, he tuned it at 11, three and it went down to 10 O because his tune went out of closed loop O2 control at wide open throttle. When he goes less than wide open throttle, it goes back into open loop. And that part of the map wasn't optimized. So he was like, and I was running a 10 O AFR, which is like a point low. So he's like, I probably was down a hundred horsepower and I still trapped at 315. He's like, I think I, I think I can break 320. Anyway, so only maniacs speak like that. Yeah. So when me and him, when me and him were like, <laughs> when we were nerding out over his data logs, he was like, you need to go for a ride in my vet. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I don't get very many customers that know this stuff. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's how that's how I got a ride in the Corvette. Um, but I think I'm gonna have his that thing moves, man. It's... I posted it on our Instagram. Dude. Shout out to Zero Lift Podcast. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to be part of the Discord? We also have a Discord server. Also on our name, Zero Lift Podcast. It's free to join. Come see us, shameless, son. Anyway, shameless sorry. plug. Continue. <laughs> no, but that that it's so he has boost by gear in that car because you know when you're that damn fast, like you just don't hook in first and second, and like when he shifted from second to third. And I think the car might have been accelerating faster in third just because he got full boost. Like, and like the breath out of your lungs kind of, kind of like goes away from the pressure. Uh, yeah, that, that was that's, that's, a good, that's a great feeling. I know, right? Um, so yeah, I think. Is it on a drag? Was it on a drag radio or a street tire? It was on. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It was DOT radials. He had like some weld wheels and some fatties in the rear yeah so yeah drag radio yeah i think yeah. probably doesn't get all the beans into like fourth gear right probably had more in it i mean third nuts. gear third gear 1200 horsepower on a z06 you're still you're skating all over the road still yeah uh and it was <laughs> it was definitely yeah. it was definitely dancing the whole time um i just trusted him because i'm like well this guy makes regular you know a 200 mile per hour trap speed that's like a mid six mid to upper six quarter mile so like I was like, eh, I, I trust this guy knows what he's doing. He does a seven-second quarter mile all the time, so whatever. Uh, but I think I'm going to have him retune the car because right now, I did the math, I'm getting something like four to five miles per gallon on the tune on it right now, and it's like... I'm, That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, That's eh. so trash. Yeah. That's so trash. But I, So I'm not trying to take the car down for real surgery. I just want to enjoy it for two months till it gets hot. So I'm gonna have the legend Hisham retune it, and then uh, once it's retuned, I think it's safe to to jerk around in for a couple months. So that's that was my day yesterday. How are you guys? Yeah. Shoot, you're gonna you're gonna come back in in two months after the summer. That LS2 is gonna have. Two huge precision turbos standing on top of the hood. <laughs> precision turbos. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh, by precisions. the way, precision turbos are shit. If you didn't hear, yeah, sponsored by know. precision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we were joking. Hey, 
before we start. Her drag racing, they're good for drag racing. That's it. They're that's they're they're good for one pass, and then after that, they're overheating and they don't like EGT, and you know the bearings aren't good, the seals aren't good. They're just they do make power though, you know. But I don't like them. I so think they're. So what what turbo? Think company, shit. We, we were for for the listeners' sake. We were joking. I. I was talking about like we can talk about anything like how you hate precision turbo i didn't know yeah that no they, i fucking hate it i didn't yeah. know that danny yeah. didn't like precision turbo <laughs> Damn, danny tell us how you really feel yeah yeah no uh, fuck, uh fuck precision specifically them um and uh <laughs> fuck their customer service fuck their turbos fuck everything about them um, I'm, I'm definitely tagging them in every social media post <laughs> yeah no please tag them i sent them a nice yes. I don't even know. I, I I didn't even know what to do anymore. I left them Google reviews. Like fucking, I did everything. Yelp. Um, no, yeah. I went through. I went through uh, four sixty four sixty sixes on uh, on my nine nine three. Uh, that's turbo converted. Um, you know, partially my my problem because being that the turbos hang lower than the engine, it's a it has a drain tank. You know, it's not like an RB where the turbo sits at the you know halfway through the block or higher or a little bit lower uh, it sits yeah. under so you need a drip tank scavenge pump and then you know you got my car i had to put an oil pressure uh, uh check or an oil pressure um like regulator and uh so we did a lot of playing with that but you know as soon as the car would get on the track you know two or three track days uh two thousand dollar turbo which i thought at the time was the best you know 64 66 gen 2 ball bearing i'm like oh you know spending fucking sixteen hundred dollars eighteen hundred dollars is gonna be i'm not gonna have any issues and i had more issues with that than uh than any other turbo i've ever used and that was a huge mistake on my part i, I should have gone you know with, with an old journal bearing from the beginning but uh now it's got an s366 and it's good for oh, uh it's good for like yeah it's a fucking dump truck turbo so you know if it breaks it's six hundred dollars but it doesn't break, you know, it takes all the beating and I actually prefer the journal bearing for older motors. You know, the torque doesn't come in as hard. It kind of builds power with RPM. It's more, you know, it's kind of more controllable actually. Um, and yeah, so side, so you know, going back to precision, to drive for sure. Yeah. Fuck so, them. I mean, it's, it's just a better experience. Bro. I don't like, yeah, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like to be full boost. Uh, People are so pressed, like, oh, my God, my car is at full boost at 2,500 RPMs. Like, oh, why? Like, what is the, you know, what, where's the where's the joy in that? And then it just flatlines all the way up, you know? It's just, so, I want to feel the engine make power, and I want to feel the turbo, you know, make power with the engine and the head flow and, you know, everything, you know? That's, you're absolutely right. That's a, that's a perfect point you made there is that, you know, with quick spooling, you know, low RPM turbos, you're going to lose power and enjoyability of the drive like in the higher rpms if you you know ever get there mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's, it's funny you mention that because I, I i feel the same way about the hks gtss turbos that i feel you feel about the precision turbos i absolutely hate those turbos I, mm. i've had those turbos on two rv motors that i've run on in gtrs and like great for daily driving but like if you're trying to do anything in the higher rpm they lose their soul quickly mm. like before 6,000 RPM, I'm just like, dude, I still have, you know, 2,400 RPM to go. Like, where's the boost? And it's just not yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, it just floats. Never again will I run GTSSs. It kind of floats. I mean, it's kind of just like a factory replacement upgrade, you know? It's, it does make more power. It feels good. I've had, you know, not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm a dealer, so I've had a bunch of GTSS turbos, you know? And I feel mm -hmm. like the, the cam combination, you know, and the boost 
and everything really plays a big factor there. But um, I think my favorite twins to date are T51s, uh, T51Zs, like the PX engineering car. Um, the way that car comes onto power and just continues to create power, you know, with those, you know, stock placement twins. Um, no. I think it's, I think it's gangster. I mean, it's a fantastic feeling. I mean, it's, uh, GTSs are fun, but it's, like you said, it's a good, it's good for like 450 horsepower. Anything after that, it feels like it just like valve floats, you know, it doesn't really make any power <laughs> after that. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's really pushing it after 450. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I think, I, I think my, my car had GTSs when I bought it and it was putting out like four, 426 and like, mm-hmm. At, at, at 1.2 bar of boost and like that was that's all it had that was it i'm just like damn uh, all the it. beans yeah yeah yeah, was, yeah. so and I, I gave that beat i gave that car the beans blew out the rear turbo <laughs> like a few, a few months after <laughs> i feel that's like crazy, i man. feel like homer simpson right now just kind of quietly stepping back into the bushes because i am one of those people that's like ooh, i spool at 2500 rp that's me i'm people i'm your people <laughs> i am those people that's you uh, I mean, but, you know, like, it's good for an LS, you know, the torque converter. You know, if you got a torque converter and you got three speeds, you know, you got a turbo 400, turbo 350, then you do need to make power as soon as the converter locks up. So that's that's a whole different ballgame. But a, a small displacement engine needs RPM to make power anyways. Like, so, that was a huge issue with Evos back then. People would put these humongous turbos on Evos and put them in fifth gear at 2,000, 3,000 RPM and just watt. And, you know, as soon as it builds boost, the car wouldn't even start moving. It just throw a fucking rod out the side, you know? Like, it's just creating too much. <laughs> it was just, wastegate would open, and it was just, like, fucking catastrophic failure, you know? Yeah. Send was... it into the stratosphere. And it was, you know, a small motor doesn't need that. And LS can make, at idle, it can make fucking 30 pounds of boost. It doesn't, yeah. you know, and it'll still move. It's different ball game, I think. I will um, say this, though. Small was... motors and mm, I will say this. I had, a, I had a 362 Borg Warner on my... So same family as yours, a little bit smaller frame. Uh, mm. On my RB before my Garrett I have. And I think 362, unless you are stroked and making a lot of power, like a, like a lot of valve work, blah, blah, blah. That is... it's mm. That's too much turbo for an RB. I didn't make full boost until mm. like... 5500 rpm and it was that's just, a fucking great time it was lazy. <laughs> i love that <laughs> no because i have a stock that at the at the time i have a stock block right like stock cams yeah stock block and like i never got into the real power band of that turbo like i was shifting because yeah, so it was stock 8, so I, yeah I, well i was shifting like 75 because it is a narrow crank snout crank oh wow i'm fixing that one of the early ones yeah Yeah. i'm fixing that right now but but uh you know that that car like i said it was the original engine it had a 362 on it like i said i was making full boost like 5500 rpm so i had a couple thousand rpm of boogie time and uh i think i made it's like high 400s at the wheels Mm. at like 18 psi i just wasn't hitting the efficiency island of the of the turbo in my specific application. The Porsches have, you know, you're talking like a what is it, three six? Yeah, it's three six. Yeah, yeah. So you got a full liter. Yeah, I, you got a full liter on me. So that turbo oh, probably no. a better fit. 
No, no, it fucking spools it right away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, it, it, like it, the difference is so minimal. I mean, it's a 911. You got to drive it with the rear when you're, you know, when you are road racing it or tracking or whatever, not on the highway, but you know, and you need to have that throttle response of like when you stab it, the car needs to make boost like right there. Yeah. yeah. And with the Borg Warner, I mean, it's maybe you know within milliseconds difference of spool time. Um, you know, because the thing is that the engine makes power, so it, it's going to build the boost fast. Uh, an RB26 makes 100 horsepower without a turbo. Right. You know? Right. But, yeah. but I fucking like it, you know? I kind of like that. Uh, I, I like the lagginess, though. You know, I feel like now, you know, back then, if you guys, you know, you guys always talk about the booming, which is, you know, we spoke about it earlier, an era that I wish I would have, I, I would do anything to go back and just experience that, you know? Um, uh, I I think I mean, most was, of us would would love to take a time machine back and re-experience it. Just imagine not yeah. change a fucking thing. <laughs> you guys did it, you know. Imagine just like sitting back and like looking at this shit and just like, wow, I'm never gonna get to see. I can't believe they put the fucking speed bump. You know, like now that's you know like now <laughs> yeah. now they like that's that it. Up. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I don't. I, but you know, then you know it was really close competition. Now you're just enjoying these cars, you know. And I think the enjoyment is is you know for some people they like the lagginess you know it's kind of they like the surprise you know that's that's what 930 turbos essentially are known for being widow makers because the car comes in on boost whenever it feels like coming in on boost you know (laughs) and it's the surprise yeah it's like yeah maybe you know we might come in right now how about now and then you die you know so um (laughs) it was they're they're cool cars man um but I like the lagginess. I'm not really looking for like ultimate performance. If you're gonna spend sixty to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, there's so much. There's so many other car options that have better performance. You know, um, I don't think it's a skyline, but I think it delivers the best experience. I think for the money in a '90s analog car, um, it's better than a '911, and I have one, so no one's gonna tell me shit. You know. Man. I, I feel like we need to get you back on an episode that I already have in my head, and the title is the R thirty four. The R thirty four. Is it really worth two hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, I've o- I've only owned one. Uh, how do you think of the interior? It's, I don't know, man. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you. That's all you gotta say. Thank you, man. Lord, hallelujah, Jesus. I've been oh trying to get God. somebody to get on record and say that the R34's <laughs> interior is absolute shit, and that's basically what you just proved to me. I, 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 I to be honest agree. with you, I, the 32 and the 33 is such a minimalistic race-style interior that I fucking adore. It's just nothing. It's everything you need and nothing you don't. And everything about that is just it's what you want in an old sports car, you know? I, I feel like the yeah. R34 is in a in a time where it was at, they had to make the switch, you know? They had to make it more creature bad. comfort and it is what it is. It's a gangster car and 200 grand to be honest with you buys you nothing, you know? You know, I it, it it's going to buy you a mediocre traded in, you know, like not a special sauce, no special tuner, no special parts, you know, just like an okay yeah. car with GTSSs and you know, maybe a you know, some fucking two-piece floating rotors and some clapped-out hypermaxes. The screen's busted, and it's like 180 grand. You know, so yeah, I don't. I think that everybody right now is so pressed on buying R34s, and they're forgetting about, you know, like uh, the experience, like the R33 I just purchased for my, you know, which I plan on keeping. 
Like that experience mm-hmm. in R thirty four would be four hundred thousand dollars. I don't know, three hundred fifty thousand dollars. But like, yeah, it'd be something yeah. ridiculous. Just because it doesn't have that, the you know that one letter above. You know, everybody's like, "Oh fuck that! I'm not buying a thirty three. I'm just gonna buy a thirty four until they buy one." And then everyone is like, "Damn!" They're so disappointed when they meet their their hero, and it's just a fucking shitbox. A stock GTR is <laughs> yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah, it's it's not the best car in this, in this time. It's, in this time, it's not the best car for sure. And at two hundred no. grand, you could you could buy. I saw a two thousand five uh, Ford GT go for like two hundred five grand at Nietzsche's auction. Yeah, uh, ju- just the other week. Like I'd rather have that than Fuck it, dude. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. A Ford GT is, I think, one of the best supercars ever built. You know, it's just they're mass produced. That's what messes up the value, but. Realistically, that is a badass car, dude. That is a badass car. It looks the part, goes the part. Mm-hmm. Shit. Reliable power, looks exotic. You well, know? and yeah. the yeah. interior does not look like a Nissan Previa, like the R34. No, no, no. It's uh, plastic, like full of plastic. I just did that my thing with the 34 is the so overuse of plastic. But you know what? Did you? Nissan did you? Going through rough times. Mm. Did you ever yeah, enjoy like drive one? And like, uh, oh yeah, know. I've driven, I've driven quite a few. Um, but like, drive one, drive not, one. Not like, like, oh yeah, the yeah. the Bayside Blue uh, mm. R34 that uh, the top senior boat car. I've driven in that. I have not oh, driven it. that. Uh, no. no, like it was a rental, a rental Bayside Blue uh, 34 that um, it's called the Mosheroy Rental Car, which translates to just interesting rental car company is the name of it. Um, they're, they're pretty popular. Uh, they've gotten more popular in the last few years, but when they first started out, they had a pretty stock or stockish. I think it just had intake and maybe some exhaust R34. And I rented that for like two or three days and I beat the absolute shit out of that. And it was, <laughs> I could say that now because I'm out, I'm out of the country and I'm not planning on renting another car from them. Um, but like, yeah, it was, you know, it was nice. It was great. It was a good uh, change from the you know 500 horsepower 32 that i was daily driving at the time so like i enjoyed it but like it was nothing to ride home to mom like it's the best car ever but because i you know in my opinion i already had a, a better car in the driveway but that, that's like a biased opinion just of mine just to beat off the the hate mail i'm sure we're gonna get like yes the 34 yeah. like stock for stock for stock the 34 is the best version of the r chassis a hundred percent. Yes, it's the it's the best looking. It's yeah, the best yeah, yeah. everything. All that stock, but it's just stock though. But it's also ninety percent the same car as the thirty two and thirty three, and all yeah. of the things that make the thirty four better mechanically, you can adapt to the thirty four and thirty three, and the interior is worse. So that's that's so it's like, if I'm gonna spend that kind of money, I want a car that is completely different. I want a Ferrari or I want a Ford GT. I want something that's not the same as my 32 that I can spend a third of the money on. Like that's my opinion. So it's I absolutely don't, I don't like the 34. Not it's not the 34's fault. The reason I don't like 34 is how much I like the 32. <laughs> it's how much I like the 32. Yeah. It's the same damn car. It's the same car. All the engine shit. All the drive lines. Like. You it's the same car, so like, why am I paying for this? And the interior sucks. But anyway, I mean the six speed, but you know that's yeah, yeah. That's relative. You can also put the six speed, but oh by the way, no, for sure, for sure. Has anybody yeah. like 
no, look, I very, very, very seriously looked into putting a six-speed in my 32. For those of y'all that don't know, you cannot get six-speed parts. Like, Getrag disowned the transmission. You can't get them. You can't rebuild them. There's a company in New Zealand that has an agreement with Albans, who makes, like, high-end race sequential transmissions, and they reproduce the parts but you have to ship your transmission to New Zealand and have that guy rebuild it. And before neat gearboxes, I don't get any money. I just like what they do. Before neat gearboxes started doing that, there was like a 10, 15 year stint where like, if you had a busted V160 Getrag from a 34, you were just out of luck. And and I, I don't mean it's Just hard. buy a replacement. No, yeah, but 10 there, years there ago, they were like 2,500 bucks. No, there yeah. isn't a replacement. There is not a replacement. You can't get selector forks and synchros and like you can't do it it's not a thing they don't exist they're out like get track that's pretty them. crazy yeah yeah it's pretty hard to, it's pretty hard it's pretty hard to break them too well I mean, I, you got to be doing some scumbag i didn't know scumbag that shit to break I, didn't, six speed. I didn't know that until i was like oh this would be cool with an r34 six speed let's just go find one of those it's not really a thing you can do and if you do find right. one and it breaks, your options are ship it to New Zealand or go fuck yourself. Like this, <laughs> and that's uh, and that's money to ship a transmission. Yeah, across yeah. the ocean. Yeah, um, like ridiculous money. So I don't know. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm scared of the of the V160 for that reason. But it's that's, probably probably a, yeah. lots of cash. Probably thousand anyway. dollars each way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, anyway, it's not chump change. Yo, I mean, bro. You but... know, speaking of somebody with a, with a bunch of GetRex six speed GTRs, Danny has a bunch sitting in his dealership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that know. I just scared everyone away from buying. <laughs> yeah. That. Thanks. So now that <laughs> yeah, everyone's just gonna fucking throw that shit away. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, throw it's, away, um... yeah, everyone throw away your GetRex. Send yeah, them I'll, over to I'll me. Buy them. I will take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just need spares. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I have a, I have a very special to me, you know, maybe not to anybody else, but uh, I have a, it's a PX Engineering, uh, PX Yamasaki Engineering R32. That's a full R34 drivetrain, you know. So nice. it's yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, um, but it's I've built by. I've, I've sent pictures to John. Yeah, it's um. It's built by Mr. Yamasaki, which is a pretty, pretty famous guy, Osaka Prefecture. That uh, was, you know, he he was part of Midnight, and they had a couple of fast cars. Um, all the cars were very grip style, um, you know. So they were all like 600 horsepower, you know, or an NSX. He, he had an NSX, a red NSX with a sorcery kit. Um, so you know, 300 to 600 horsepower range, you know, all 300 kilometer cars. Uh, more technical session. I mean more technical um sectors i guess of the wangan you know not so much high speed so the cars were more grip set up and uh more road racing looking than just like some ab flood car you know with crazy diffusers and you know <laughs> they just look like they, they look like track cars you know just getting beat on you know and it was yeah. it was beautiful um there was actually uh there's a jdm insider of that features mr yamasaki and a, a couple of cars uh like six cars i want to say of just you know ripping around the wangan and it's i mean it's beautiful to see them dance man it's 
that that shit is crazy and that's something again you know as a westerner like that's never experienced it and just like i try to study as much as i can about their driving style and what they do and you know and all the different tuners um you know there's only so much you can learn without going but it's fascinating to me so yeah whatever he built this car and um it's fucking special man i knew it was special i didn't know who he was i knew i had seen the video but i hadn't put together uh you know, the JDM Insider video, I didn't put together that it was Yamasaki, and um, the car just looks special, you know? It ran through auction, it had been abandoned for two years, which is crazy to me. So wow. I think something, I think the owner passed away, to be honest, and I don't usually buy, like, abandoned cars, but it was like, okay, a car's got a six-speed in it, got a 2.8, you know, but that's all it was. It was like 2.8, six-speed, you know, endless brakes, and didn't start, didn't do anything, and I was like, fuck, you know, I, and then it's I, I I threw some crazy bid, and then the negotiation was like twenty grand over, and for some reason I had to just go ahead with it. I bought the car later on, found out uh, it was it was sold by Global Auto in like two thousand sixteen, being very prominent GTR dealer, obviously the probably the GTR dealer. Um, and you know there was a full built list on the car, and the shit that the car has was crazy, you know, uh, you know two point eight, obviously six speed. Uh, R33 subframe, um, oh, wow. 9100 9, RPM, 570 horsepower, uh, all a lot of crazy tricks on the car. Um, as soon as I got the car, it was fucking. It, it, these cars have auras, you know, and I, I mean, yep. people say that, and the belief that all these cars are alive, like, you know, and 90% of the people listening to this shit will be like, yeah, for sure, bro. You, this guy's fucking nuts, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, all right, guy. Yeah, um, but you don't understand until you like sit in one of these cars, you know, and like experience them. Um, at you know, at full tilt, you know, after crazy maintenance, I spent uh, probably eight months. You know, it wasn't no, nothing paint wise, nothing interior wise, just like sorting the car, driving it and sorting it, and driving it and sorting it. Um, I find the guy's blog, and he had a bunch of old, bunch of crazy cars. I think I sent you some pictures too, or no, I think it's something. I'll send you, I'm going to put them in the chat. Yeah. So whatever, man, the cars went through a bunch of different stages and I don't know. I fucking fell in love with it. Um, I think that I, I was going to keep the car, but I think it's a little bit too uh, grip set up for me. I think I'm looking for more of a, definitely a top speed car. Um, so, you know, I think I, I'm going to be replacing with the R33 I recently purchased from Global Auto. Um, and it's crazy for a dealer to buy from the most expensive dealer, you know, in Japan, <laughs> like, like, I'm supposed to be buying cars. cars quality, though, right? Yes. You know? Like, I kind of got fucking... There's a couple things that I'm not happy with, but... but I guess it's an old car, but... They broke They broke the fucking Hollinger, and they, jack, they fucked the jack points up. Oh, Like, no. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> broke the front bumper. Um, it was like a molded Nismo front bumper. Whatever. Oh. You know, it, shit happens, but... I'm um, like a body guy. He wasn't happy. The car was the car was one of his personal friends' cars, and uh, he didn't want the car to leave. You know, but mm. I paid more than everybody else, so unfortunately, <laughs> it sucks. You know, and I I don't want to feel like I'm you know poaching because I'm I'm finding you know fantastic homes for these cars and really giving them you know the love that they deserve. Some of these cars are fucked up, you know, and but this car was this car was definitely special. The thirty three, um, and. Uh, I don't know. I'm fucking blabbering, bro. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But <laughs> the 33. <laughs> well, let's, hey, hey, the 33 let's... is a special car, yeah. 
Oh man, I sent I sent the video. I think in the in the house that Wangan built. Um, and it's pretty oh, loud. It's loud. Yeah. It's got some chop. It's it mm. looks mean. It's got the it's got the look. White on mm. white. Four hundred dollar yeah. bumper. Is yeah, it's paid? got a. Yeah, it's got a. So it's got a full. Uh, not full. Sorry. So it's got like a half loop, and then like it's got the. You know, I just say so. It's a six point, and with like mm. a really low. I'm just gonna send. I'm gonna send the picture of it. It's gonna be easier. Um, it's. I found a bunch of the car is part of GTR Freaks, which is a crazy, crazy GTR club. Uh, there. I'm not familiar with that. What? Yeah. Um, they have a bunch of fast cars, obviously, right? Um, right. Well, hey, oh, on. bro, hold this on. Discord. Dude, hold one on. picture at a time. Just, just Your Discord does not make it easy. I'll. I have to say. Just a second, kids. Let, let, let's come back home for a minute. So we're talking about some skylines that Danny bought. But Danny, who are you? So I know we're half an hour into this and we're just talking about who sucks. Fuck. But um, Sorry. No, you're good, man. Uh, we're, we're talking about cars. Sorry, yeah. but I, like, just, I just sent that. I sent the picture. So. But you own. Yeah, I'm so, boring over him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. Um so essentially just, um, you know, this is kind of, this was kind of a hobby turned into, um, turned into my business. Uh, you know, my old man, uh, did all wholesale cars, uh, earlier on in his life, you know, which is in Miami, bro. It's all about the hustle and bustle. And, you know, like, you know, just, uh, it's just a crazy, no one really understands Miami until you live here. Um, you know, there's no, no one here is tech savvy. It's a bunch of Latins that are fucking crazy and everybody's yeah. out there. It's a bunch of sharks, you know, like it's a, it's a large pool of sharks. Um, but he was in the wholesale world and it just got really saturated. It got really hard. In 2008, everything crashed, you know, and um, we, he actually had a collection of muscle cars at the time. And surprisingly, in that crash, muscle cars skyrocketed. So the entire yeah. world economy goes to shit or, you know, at least the United States at the time. But um, and all of a sudden, collector cars become you know, the craziest thing, you know, and immediately he saw, you know, him and I, he was like, this is what we need to do. You know, we need to stop fucking around. Like there's no, there's no passion in selling a fucking 2015 F-150, you know, like that is, right. you want to kill yourself. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, we just, he, he was always into muscle cars. I, I, at the time I was seeing air cooled 911s and it was like a 964 amethyst violet, 80,000 miles. And it's like 14 grand on Craigslist. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. How are all these badass cars, 14, 15 grand. So I, I'm partially responsible for the spike in prices, but that shit was going to happen anyways. But <laughs> the, the way. Yeah. I mean, I just. Dude, America. so we bought a 932. At the time, we bought a 930 Turbo. It was like 35 grand. You know, bought it off the original oh, owner, original title. Yeah. White, white, red interior, 40,000 miles. Bought it on Auto Trader. Been for sale forever. Wow. It was perfect. You know, two years later, we sold it for 160 grand. Um, it's that's they came, they just fucking flipped, you know, overnight. Um, I always liked them because my old man had a 3.6 Turbo when I was a child and he was obsessed with street racing the car uh it was like a thing he had to I, and that sounds cliche but like it's he his obsession with street racing is crazier than mine to be honest with you uh he lives and breathes street racing um That's what's up. He, 
he uh he had raced this guy back in the day in a viper um that had a lot of nitrous build motor his name was uh, chancleta which literally means sandal in spanish um <laughs> this guy's name was sandals <laughs> he was a 350 pound guy drug dealer that that basically built the craziest cars to go street racing and would race them in sandals so he's in like flip-flops racing around these God, fucking that's... insane cars yeah so okay. like so I'm sorry I'm sorry to interrupt you right there, but I have to say uh I also drive my GTR in flip flops and or barefoot. So like I could feel that and that's a fucking vibe right there. <laughs> have you ever driven a, a, a Gen 2 Viper though? No, no I can't say that. I, yeah. I can't say I've done so that in sandals. If you, if you hit the brakes, you hit the gas and the clutch at the same time. Yeah, it's okay, within terrifying. It's 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 very terrifying. Whatever, you know, so yeah, sorry. Go we had gone from going to Nopi Nationals, you know, like, and on the way home, you would always practice and, you know, practice what you preach. I always drive safe, and, you know, and then somebody would get next to him and you downshift third, fourth, fifth, you know, look up cars at 8,000 RPM, you know, in fifth gear. And we're doing the Speedos pegged at 200 miles an hour and it's still pulling, you know, and I'm fucking nine years old. Super responsible father. <laughs> but, you know, this is, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is where it stemmed from, you know, I mean, and he was always obsessed with, like, keeping his cars overly maintained um but uh being that that air cool that 3.6 turbo is a bad boys car which actually econo racing the guy that i told you about owns the car now and the car went 1070 at like 135 miles an hour the way it was yeah. um econo in the quarter mile which is pretty fast so i, I could go yeah, over and, to bahrain, and, bahrain. And, see, and see your dad's yeah. car yeah literally okay. i'm not even playing yeah at a cyvex had a 3.8 built by powerhouse made 680 back then Woo. So, and, and, you know, that was a lot of power back then for a, a 964 turbo. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I got obsessed with air cool cars from there. And then, I don't know, it just kind of took off. And then I just never liked I never liked stock cars. I would always buy modified cars. I just thought that they were cooler. They were funner. Uh, they were better extension of character. And, you know, I just, I'm younger, you know. So, obviously, you know, as I got older, I, I still like modified cars. But I never saw the future in just driver stock cars. It was either extremely low mileage original or very modified unique parts unique experience unique flavor you know it's one or the other but everything in between i think is our in-betweeners they're just fucking cars you know it's got to be one or the other and that's and I would what say, i would say some of the cars that you have on deck uh over at rmc are definitely of unique flavor a 96 ferrari f355 uh b that's been Fully built by a uh, Japanese tuning shop. Uh, your R32 with the V-Spec package and the R34 uh, drive drivetrain running gear. The R31 house restored uh, 88 R31. Like the Signal Auto demo cards you guys had. The BR32. Like I could go on for days. Like I, I ran out of post-it notes. How many cool ass cars you guys acquired? Um, thank you yeah. and, and it, it blows my mind like wow thank you Brian. one, thank one you. because i've i've run across some of these cars john and i probably you yeah. know at one point or time um the your 32 the px engineering car i've definitely seen at the ginza pa once or twice back in the day that'd I be mean, nuts <laughs> that's uh, crazy it had, it had the the crazy front bumper on it that's why i recognize yeah, yeah, the yeah, picture. yeah. yep um yep. I don't, and I don't think we'll be able. I don't think we'll be able to ever get that front bumper again. So I actually found. I still haven't gotten a response. I yeah. I don't know. Did you find? I, I some guy in the in the in another Discord found the the person who had built the bumper. I just sent pictures of that GTR two in the Discord. Um, 
And uh, I offered him double for whatever his cost. He he said that he wouldn't he wouldn't. I had Jordan Tweed reach out um, because Streeter doesn't do Arrow anymore. Uh, Jesse Streeter is a guy that imports and exports parts or whatever. Uh, so I had Tweed Tweed hit him up, and the guy's like, he. I offered him double. I I'm about to offer him triple just to have the bumper because it's crazy. But I offered him. It's a thousand dollar bumper. The problem is it's. $1,300 in shipping. So people always think Japanese parts are cheap. They are not that bad. It's the shipping that's fucking <laughs> terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, so I offered him $2,000 to make a bumper, and he, you know, respectively declined. Um, I don't know why. Maybe he lost the mold or some shit. Who knows? But um, wow. the bumper bumper was rowdy. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I said the car was... Bumper. I said the car had been a... Ban- you know, it, the, the thing is, I had found his cartoon... I don't know if you've, you know, you guys ever used that blog site, Cartoon? You ever heard of it? No. No, no, I've never heard of it. All right. So I found a blog on Cartoon and it's, and his, his blog literally says uh, 90% street, 10% circuit. Um, I'll, I'll link that there too. He was, this guy was like, he would make like, fit, like, you know, like Tokyo Extreme Racer post of his car with other cars. Like this guy was a, you know, he's probably just as sick as uh, most of us yeah um and i just posted there in the discord yeah uh, man that yeah so, something else man yeah so the last iteration he had put a mine solid exhaust he put the stock bumper back on it and he's like oh you know taming it down but he didn't have it didn't seem like he had any intention to sell the car and then he just stopped posting in 2000 and like late 2019 and then the car shows up at auction like a year mm-hmm. and a half later and it's kind of odd, you know, like usually they'll mention the car, you know, parting ways, you know, or like a, a farewell, a memoir, right. you know, like when you're in love with a car like that, you know, it's crazy. Uh, the shit that I've seen them write about cars, it's so, int- so intriguing. And I don't know. I think he liked the car too much. I think something might have happened to his health or something. Or I, I don't know. I'm just making an assumption. Um, but nobody just dumps a car like that, that they're in love with, especially right. when there was nothing. Nothing's wrong with the car. Perfect compression. Perfect everything. Um and then, yeah, just kind of brought her back to life. And it's fucking great. I just drove a 700 miles to a 24 hour Daytona at a 100, you know, 100 miles an hour average, just cruising. You know, That's there's amazing. not a lot of, not a lot of 30 year old cars you can do that with, you know, no. or that I, that I trust, you know. <laughs> I don't um, know. If, I don't know if I could do that with my 32. I don't know if I would yeah. trust it. <laughs> I'll be, I'll yeah. be really honest right now. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So- it was, it was, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. I yeah. I I just I wanted to get another question out before I I totally lost it. So like, there's obviously a trend with the kind of cars that you acquire, uh, either for yourself or for RMC. Mm. Uh, why why the the speci- the specificity of uh, Japanese modified cars, Japanese purpose built cars? Is is there a story behind that? Is there a certain ideology? Why do you love it so much? I mean, so. Uh... Before I started buying cars in Japan, roughly four years ago, you know, like, and that's, again, I'm, I'm super late to this game. I'm a late bloomer, you know, and I'm not afraid to admit that. Uh, I don't really, you know, it is what it is. It's better late than never. Um, I, I've always liked, I've always had Japanese cars, but I've had American built, you know, single turbo at these, single turbo Supra's. We've, I've had all of that, but American style. Um, I've had all types of modified 911s, you know, and it's, I... I would mainly buy modified cars that that were U.S. built, you know, and it's, I I was just, it was always, there's always a corner cut. There was always, 
the dial-in process was always missed, you know, or the car was out of balance. Car had too much power for the brakes or the suspension or the too much grip or too much this, too much that. Just the cars weren't balanced. The cars weren't well, not that they're terribly built, but they're not well-maintained, you know, like whoever built it, they didn't, they had more money than, than brains, you know. It's like in, in Japan, you know, you have to, you kind of grow with the car, you know, any tuner will, you know, it doesn't matter, except for like top secret, take my money, you know, but everybody else, it's kind of like, <laughs> Here's here's like you know you have to, like the BR car like I have the entire the entire story of the car. He literally bought the thirty two bone stock from BR stock, and then every iteration, every modification, like documented from stock to two point eight, you know WPC treated motor, WPC treated Hollinger, big brakes, six hundred ninety wheel, you know street car from stock, you know, and it kind of he grew with the car till it's filed in the form, and here the cars. The cars were typically built were just 85% of them were just fucking really tired or just not well built or not dialed in or not street friendly. And that's why also, you know, Japanese tuning is like all about AC, you know, comfortability, you know, yeah, yeah. drive the car on a normal basis. It's not just to fucking put it on the track, you know, put it on a trailer, get to the track or get to where you're going and take it home. It's a all around car. So I think I fell in love with the balance you know, of the culture. It's just like everything. Um, and then just in it's, they have tuning cars by a plethora, you know, it's like every shop, every corner, there's another tuning shop that's competing with another tuning shop that you haven't even heard of, you know, but within their block, there's three shops and they're all fucking fighting a 10th of a second at their local track or, you know, three miles an hour faster top end or, you know, longevity of the motor. Like you have the triple H car, you know, a three H, I have a 3H car that I sold to a customer. He built the motor 220,000 kilometers ago. It's got a 2.7 in it. The fucking motor has 220,000 kilometers. It has 185 PSI compression in every cylinder. It has perfect oil sent to Blackstone. We had an oil analysis done. The motor is better built than factory. Like, that is fucking... That's mind-boggling, dude. Isn't that... Here's something, another thing crazy about Hero and, and 3H. He's only one dude. That's one dude in the shop doing all the work out of 3H. And he's been doing it for freaking 30 plus years. He used to be one of the mechanics at BR. On mm. That's where he did his apprenticeship before he went no, off sure. on his own. And so, like, Hero may, builds great engines. Um, amazing, amazing. Uh, he loves the 2.7 liter configuration. Mm. So, like, that you'll see a lot of 3h cars with with just a 2.7 because yeah. he could do that all in house he loves he loves the napric high response kitted uh head loves all that shit yeah really i mean good. he's he's got the combination you know he's not trying I, I, it's, all these motors are overbuilt um i've had i, I recently sold, i sold a 32 to unfortunately to a guy that well, god forbid he listened to the podcast but I, he's he you know he found out about midnight recently you know and he's obsessing over it, which, like anybody that finds out about it recently, is kind of like, it's fucking mind-boggling, you know? You guys lived it. You guys were there. You know, to somebody that's, like, trying to find something different and unique in the car community or car culture, like, that is the most fascinating story, whichever iteration you hear, you know? Yeah. It's a fascinating story. It's a fascinating way of driving and enjoying car life. And this guy's... Whatever he takes this a thirty two. I sold him the car. Ran a one minute flat at Scuba. 
Um, it's got a very close ratio of six speed. It's got a really, you know, a really high final drive. It's a gutted. If, I don't know if you can go back. It had a it has a HKS dog box. It's a two point seven. Um, it's got what color was it? It was silver. Okay. Silver with a yeah with a carbon N one trunk and carbon hood and fucking gutted. You know, it was a pretty pretty gangster car. Still had AC. And like now he's like he, he's like oh what do you think I'm putting a midnight sticker in the car and I'm like bro. <laughs> if you don't know if you don't know the fucking art like the shit that's been going on like i wish you were more you know not everybody's on instagram and seeing all this shit they just think it's cool you know it's yeah. just like it's just a cool sticker like you know kind of just like uh you know commemorating them you know but i obviously quickly declined that um and he's like oh now i'm I'm making it. I'm all right. He's making the same style sticker, but it says max speed. And I'm like, whatever, make whatever fucking sticker you want. However you want. Don't put midnight. It doesn't matter. Motor made 500 horsepower. He took it to a, a Jamaican cat down here. They put a big fucking Chinese fucking hairdryer on the bitch. Made. <laughs> it's a fucking, it's literally a turbo made by worldwide racing. <laughs> WWR. Oh a turbo. But the car made eight, it made 830 to the wheel. The motor made 500 in Japan. The guy's been beating the fuck out of it, sitting on the limiter, and the car is just, it's perfect. It's so over, it's so overbuilt, you know? It's yeah. so over the top. It handles basically whatever you throw at it. What I'm, what I'm getting to is, like, no one's going to ever drive the cars as hard as Japanese do, you know? No one's going to race Wangan. No one's going to race Wangan, you know? I mean, you know, maybe 10% of the people that buy these cars are actually going to go out and stay literally no lift in fifth or sixth gear, you know, like yeah. to, to do that is a, you know, you have to enter a different dimension in your brain to be able to not lift, you know, for a good five miles. Yeah, I know. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Danny. I think the proper, the proper word there is zero lift. Yeah. Zero lift. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> to, to not lift, you know, it's kind of, and no one's ever going to abuse yeah. those cars. They're just going to enjoy them. You know, they're all retired warriors at this point, so, so Daniel, you know, I want to talk about your business just a little bit more. Um, so yeah. your inventory, if I'm if I'm gathering right, is basically just like what you decide you're going to buy and sell and whatnot is basically just shit you like. Like it's shit that I would drive myself, and I modify the shit to like if it was myself. I I re and I, I mean this sounds stupid, but it's like Forza Motorsports in real life. Like it's. Yeah. It's Gran Turismo in real life. Like, that's what it is. I mean, essentially, that's what you want, though. Like, you grew up playing that shit? Yeah, yeah. I grew up playing that. Like, that's what you want. Nobody bought Gran Turismo and left their car stocked. Like, that doesn't exist. Right. Like, no. maybe one car, you know? Like, and it was a sleeper, though. It made a 1,000 horsepower, and it had stock wheels on it, you know? But, like, other than that, it was – everything was modified to your taste, you know? And that's – I think video games is what really has sparked the modified community, you know, like – and what what's changing the you know the the course in at least for Americans, it's like changing the whole idea of what modified cars are and how they should be modified. You know, I think it's all partial to video games, which is insane. You know, it's just living video games in real life. So what um, what kind of uh, what kind of because you've been involved in like normal car dealership, right? Never. You've never, you never like, I mean, I, like even like hustling with your dad or whatever. Like you, know, like I'm just saying, like you have experience. Oh yeah, no, no, I have, I have, yeah, no, I have friends that have that work at normal dealerships, and yeah. I've, I've bought trade-ins from them. Um, but, you know, so and it's always question, interesting to show up. Yeah, yeah but my question ahead, is like, what unique 
challenges or like experiences like being a dealership that that deals wholly in tuned out kitted done up cars like there's a lot of downsides dude there's all <laughs> there's been yeah i mean absolutely like you know what you see on instagram is all the good you know right. you don't see any of the bad you don't see my <laughs> veil side fucking twin top bound car that i got went to go get aligned and they blew it up you know they stepped on a cold and fucking spun a robber uh, in, oh my god you know? and i'm and i just had to get a fucking crank from toyota you know like three thousand dollar crank and brand new piston rod you know fucking send the block out um i bought a 993 modified with a twin turbo kit uh from a dealer that's super reputable down south in florida a porsche dealer specifically they had done a compression test. They didn't tell me what the numbers were. They just told me well, the motor's fine. I took his word for it. I'd never do that, but we're friends where we were. I take it to a good service. Uh, they 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 put a service. They did a service. You know, they, they changed. It had a um, it was leaking from like an intercooler line from an intercooler hose. Uh, clutch was slipping. I told him to change the oil and you just go through the car. You know, it's been like five grand. Goes out, steps on it, blows a fucking hole in the cylinder. The engine's been apart for three years. You know, holy. Um, yeah, dude, during COVID, you know, machine shops, you know, I, the guy, I, I, the thing is that I'm pressed on using like specific shops. If I'm going to do this shit, I'm going to have to do it right. So I'm mm. using build extreme cylinder heads, for example, you know, he did all 100 billet heads for Singer, you know, so he's the guy to go to. He built all Turbocraft cylinders or heads, you know, I don't know if you guys know what Turbocraft is. They make 800 yeah, yeah. horsepower, pump gas, you know, air cool cars. Um, I'm friends with Turbocraft. They recommend, you know, they're like, we'll get you in. But the, so, you know, I've been waiting six months for my, you know, so that was a year and a half just waiting for, I could have taken it anywhere. Honestly, anywhere, anywhere would have been fine. I'm not building a race car, but I wanted the car to be just really, I wanted it to be great. Um, that's okay. definitely the downside, bro. Literally buying cars that are, that are hurt. And, um, with that, you know, you learn a lot, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's uh being that we've been into drag racing and you know, that's where my 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 whatever you want to call it, motorsport background, whatever it is that I have, my degree in motor and drag and street racing, you know, like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you know, one thing that my old man has, you know, taught me was like how to, you know, really he'd always buy like fast LS cars. You know, we had F body Camaros was his thing. Turbo, supercharged, blown, automatic, stick shift, doesn't matter. If the car hooked on the street, uh, you know, at the time, 1050, 10.0, 9.50, you're fucking super fast on the street. That's, like, r crazy fast. Um, you know, he taught me how to, like, you know, what to listen to in a motor, how, to, how the motor should feel, you know, you just every little nook and cranny, you know, of how an engine should work and how a transmission should work. You know, like when somebody asked me for a compression test, like I already know if a car has bad compression. You know, like I, I know if it's got a cylinder down. I know if it I know what it needs after driving it for 30 minutes. I'm not trying to sound like I'm a mechanic or know how to diagnose shit well, but I drive modified cars on a daily basis, you know, and I <laughs> I have fixed things, you know, that I know that this is the car reacts because of this now. Um, so that's a positive, but it there's a lot of trial and error, you know, just like anything. You buy modified cars, you're gonna get shit that's Sometimes really well maintained, sometimes not. And in Japan, it's there's a lot of shitty modified it's a cars. It's a crapshoot for real. It's a crapshoot, but I think that I've, I think that's where my niche is. That I've learned how to, you know, I'm not trying to gas myself up, but I, I've learned how to. I can tell a car in five pictures, you know, 
you know, it's been 12 years I've dedicated myself to buying modified cars. I could tell a car literally in their CCTV USS auctions or a shitty Yahoo fucking auction or like the three, you know, a, a three, three, three pixel. I could, t I bought cars with two pictures, dude, that nobody in their <laughs> fucking life would ever do that, you know? And I ended up getting the car and it's a car that's been worked on. You know, they have, they have the renowned fucking seven, eight, seven B, you know, and it's like auto brain built RX seven, all the two pictures. I didn't know anything. I could just tell the way the car sits, the way oh, that man, the auction sheet is. Yeah. Just the car looks right, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's luck and it's, it's learning, dude. I, I've invested a lot of money. I've made a lot of money. I've lost a lot of money, you know? And with that, you know, you learn if you're, if I'm not learning then I'm going out of business, you know, it's, it's either <laughs> one way or fucking the other, you know? So, um, definitely a, a lot of struggles to the game for sure. And then also selling to people, we don't know what the fuck they're buying. That's the worst. <laughs> That's, oh, what God, That's, That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. That's what I was waiting for. Fuck me, bro. Yeah. Uh, um, it's not even like, it's not about like the car being bad. It's just like, oh, the car, it, you know, like the, if I clutch in fifth gear and come to a stop, you know, the car shuts off. It's like, yeah, it's got a lightweight flywheel. Like you can't, you got to blip the car, you know, you got to downshift the car. Like, um, like, oh. Dude, I sold a, a 993 Turbo race car and, it's, and it burned up a, a fuse relay. And he's like, oh, but this wasn't in the PPI. I was like, yeah, a burnt up fuse relay wasn't burnt then. Like, it's not going to be burnt. It's been fucking three months. You've driven the car 500 miles. It burnt a relay. So you fix it. Like, that's, that's what you do when you buy race cars. You fix it. So I have, to, I have to fucking curate race cars. And then I have to fucking, you know, get the buyer expectations and i have to like feel them out i have to make sure they're the proper custodian for the car i have to show them where to get the car serviced i have to show them how to diagnose the car over the phone i have to i i'm literally customer service buying cars social media uh test driver extraordinaire fucking and <laughs> doing <laughs> basically every, whatever i need to do you know um so, but so what you're definitely saying definitely the don't deal in modified cars if you have high blood pressure. That's that's what I'm gathering from this. Oh, bro. Don't you see how I ramble? I'm fucking nuts, dude. I'm not well in the head. I'm not okay. Like, uh, I, you know what? I'm I might fucking... have a crazy test as well because like everything that you're you're saying sounds like something I want to do. Passion. Yeah. You got a lot of passion. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely I think I am, you know. I I I'm bro, I, I'm obsessed. I think I'm obsessed, you know, what other people think of me, I don't really care. You know, I just, I know what I like and I, whatever it is that I try to do, I try to do it, obviously, like anybody, you know, you try to do as best as you can, you know, but like I do put in the extra effort. I, I do, I work from fucking 9am, dude, not everybody's ready to work 24 seven, bro. Three, three o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock in the morning, you get four and a half hours of sleep and you're fucking back out of it. Nobody's really willing to put the skin in the game like that, you know? Uh, most people just want to like sit back, import a couple of cars, fucking go to vacation, fucking whack somebody over the head with some rusted out shit box with blown turbos, you know, like and just fucking make ten. That's what's that's what's fucking up the car community right now for JDM cars is. The oh, this R thirty two six. It's fifty grand. You know, this thing must be. For, why is RMC asking a hundred thousand dollars for an R thirty two? Right, like a fucking nuts. Yeah. You know. You know, whether you think it's worth look it or not, you know, look at the spec list. It's the but it, it, people won't even fucking look at it. They'll just be like, oh, next. That's too expensive. They don't even know. So they they buy cars in the American way. It's like, let's flip 
instead of like Revelance or like Vest, you know, best car for them. I don't know, whatever eBay or whatever site you're on. It's like they just started the cheapest always. You always start right looking from cheapest to highest. You what's know what your, I'm saying? What's your best price? Yeah. Correct. And, <laughs> you know, everybody that's buying these actual, I don't care what anybody says, bro. R32s are still selling for fucking $15,000 today at USS. They're still 15 grand. They're out there. Pieces of shit. Yeah, 100%. The worst ones you've ever seen. They're their oh, export yeah. specials. They're polished. They're not even polished turds. They're just polished rust buckets. And I I, I, I peep the USS uh, auctions every one every few weeks, and yeah, I, I see the thirty twos, and like some of them are getting graded at three, at three and a half. Some of that four, and I'm looking at the pictures, and I'm just like, no way, no way, what? Yeah. No, no way. fucking way, no way. Yeah, I, it's I, it's it's insane. So like Danny, you have a skyline. Oh, sorry. I feel like Danny and our friend Ken would get along really well. Oh yeah, they'd be best friends. <laughs> well, if you like if you like stupid old fucking cars that leak oil and go really fast, then you know you're. I, I, or at least it feels like you're going fast. That's what it's all about, right? Like they're not actually fast; it just feels fast. Ken, um, Ken, but... Ken can rip apart a car that's poorly built, like like he weaves poetry with his words. The oh, I trashes. I love this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> I dude, I have to do that on a daily basis too. That's another thing with selling model for cars. There'll be oh, look at this car. Why? That's that's what I was getting to. I was like, why is this one fifteen? Yours is a hundred, and it's like, uh, fuck. I'm gonna just send a voicemail. I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm it, there's so many things wrong that you don't see, you know. And that's what's fucking up the car game. These people are buying fifteen thousand dollar R32, selling them for sixty five grand, and I'm here paying seventy five thousand dollars for R32s and selling them for ninety five grand. And I'm tying up my money for three months, you know, and I'm trying to buy the best of the fucking best. And I'm making minimal profits. I don't make money on Skylines, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. Skyline, in Japan, they know what they have, dude. If they're selling the shit cheap, they want it the fuck off the island. They are. <laughs> the, car is past, <laughs> the car is past the point of return. It doesn't make sense to overhaul the car. It doesn't make sense to invest mm. the money in the car. And there's no one, there's no end user in Japan that's willing to do that anymore. So 99% of USS Tokyo, USS, you know, uh, dude, all of them, Gifu, you know, whatever, Osaka, they're all junk. They all have something majorly wrong with them, even the expensive ones. So they will, they they want them off. If it's going to an auction, it's available for the world at that point. It's not available for Japanese. They know it. They know it. So... I'm not here making 40. I'm, those are the fucking people that should be, you know, getting shamed. You know, uh, the people making $40,000 on a $15,000 piece of shit. I'm here trying to make an honest, realistically with Skylines, dude, there is no money. Like I said, there's no money to be made because, because of this, because yeah. the comparables from an exterior point of view, aesthetically, like, oh, they both got TEs and you look at one that's got like T37, you know, VTs or whatever the fuck the new ones are that look like they're fucking rotas. You know, and then you look at this one, it's got like OG, OG 10 and a half fucking, you know what I'm talking about? The fucking 80s, yeah, the 80s, yeah. like the Hachiroko looking fucking flat left ones. And then it, it, the, you look at another the, one and then. seven V's, yeah, the new one. V's, yeah, bro. And then mine's got like, you know, first edition fucking, you know, no stamped, plus 18. I mean, plus 18, 18 and a half, you know. They, don't make those. they haven't eight, made those for a decade. 18, 10 and a half plus 18. Sorry, you know what I'm getting to. Exactly. First edition fucking... Like, all right, if I see that, like, you know a car's a gangster car. Nobody does that to a shitty car. 
you know, like, yeah, and yeah. but they, they're like, oh, they're both TE37s. What the fuck is the difference? And it's that is your typical uh, end user right now in the Skyline market currently. That's we need the people. We need to do that's better. the. Yes, bro, we do. And not, I'm not saying that that's everybody. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of knowledgeable people in the states, you know. But they're not looking for skylines, you know. They're building their own, right. which is mm-hmm. cool. But not everybody has the resources, the time, you know, and the money, or on a shop that, dude. There's maybe two or three shops in all the United States that you could drop your GTR off at because you can't go to fucking Tommy Effia anymore. Because he doesn't know how to make power. You can't go to I fucking... Would never, I would never take it to Tommy F. Yeah, I'm going to put that on record right now. No, but you you understand what I'm saying? There's a lot of shops like that that yeah. don't have, like... Even, it doesn't matter how nice and how much metal they replace and how nice the paint is and how fucking... How much zinc plating they add to the engine. It just doesn't have the Japanese tricks. Like, it yeah. doesn't have the R&D of, like, racing an RB26 for fucking 30 years and knowing exactly what the motor needs and exactly what it needs to make power. I mean, I've had... Bro, all these cars... I, that BR thirty car, the BR thirty two, that that car has a tune that's twenty years old in it. I put a timing oh, belt in it. I did a timing belt, water pump, fuel system, and I did top of six, and I posted it on Instagram so that people could see that there's no other importer that believes more in this fucking product than I do. Who the fuck is gonna get oh, an yeah. R thirty two thirty years old and go literally hundred and ninety five miles an hour in a fucking R thirty two? Name one fucking guy because it's because it's highly illegal, first of all, you know, and and it's high, it's extremely dangerous. But like, I just spent eight thousand dollars on maintenance, and the car is most definitely built for this, you know. Yeah, there's no car that you could do that. There's no skyline that you could jump in and just go that are recently imported at least that you can just go and drive like five hundred miles. Yeah, like it doesn't. and you know another thing to your point about like there's only so many shops in, the, in America that you could bring your your modified GTR to like uh, look at me I I imported my GTR uh, in 2020 right in the height of COVID I, I got it on a on a ship and it, it it only took like 45 days to Texas thank God um, and it, it came scratch free but anyway since then. I've been looking for someone to get it retuned for you know this this shitty American gas because I still have the tune from Top Secret. It's still, what do you have ninety one. No, yeah, here in here in California, it's ninety one is the oh, best I could get. Jesus, right? And so I, it's it's still running the hundred octane or, or hundred ron fuel tune from Top Secret uh, right. from you know two thousand fourteen when it when the last time I was in there, and and like I haven't found anybody any shop that wouldn't. That one didn't try to upsell me on their own fucking product, uh, and like try to change the turbos and and do this and that and like the car's built it's built to my my specification the way I like it I've you know I've raced it here and there and is, everywhere. Is and it so an like, Fcon? It, no, it's still got the Nissan ECU the with the special top secret chip yeah. on it. Flash. No shit, that's sick. Yeah. From yeah, real real old school. But you, so you know, you got mass. You have maps? Yep, run, running the R35 maps. Fucking sick. Okay, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I'm just trying to... my Immediately yeah, turning, uh, trying to figure out who can do your <laughs> shit sorry, while you're talking. Well, um, that's, that's why I asked you about rap, but that's... A, let me... So, like, it's it's taken me two years, right? And I'm out here in, in Northern California, and so, like, that's also a limiter. I'm not, I don't... I, you know, I'm, I don't have that much money. I can't, you know, be shipping my car across the country just to get retuned. Unless like it's absolutely the the best, and you know I could get the hookup. 
Yeah. And so like it's it's taken me this long and it's taken me a few conversations with a few shop owners and I finally found one and they're in uh San Jose, Z car, they're called Z car garage. And they've been in the Nissan Datsun game for freaking 30 years. Yep. I was on the phone with Rob and it, you know, what I thought would be like a five minute conversation turned into like us on the phone for an hour, just chatting about this and that. And like, I really, really could tell he knew what he was talking about. And it's, you know, even, you know, he's a Z guy, uh, an S30 chassis Z guy. Uh, he knew so much about the RVs and the 32 specifically. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess that's, that's that finally, you know, after like almost three years of searching for just, just for someone to put another ECU in the car and retune it for, mm. for shitty America gas. Like it's, it's been a, a journey. So yeah, absolutely. To your so, point. Uh, like it, yeah. There's no one. There's fucking no there's one. No one. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, no one. So, so my, my ideology behind buying properly done cars, you know, is that, you know, the dial in process, I think is the hardest, like I said before, but I think, you know, maintenance is easier than um, than having to build an entire car. You know, God forbid you take that BR car and you've uh, the only thing that's going to blow a car up is instead of fuck you know putting it in six, you put it into fourth instead, which is impossible. It's sequential, but whatever. You got to rev it to twelve thousand RPM, or you got to <laughs> overheat it, or you got to put shitty gas in it. You know, or you got to never change the oil in it. Essentially, that's the only things that can really make that engine pop within the next thirty thousand miles. Um, right. And at that point, all you have to do is essentially rebuild the motor. You don't have to change anything else. The cooling is there. The clutch is there. The tune is there. The The combination is done. At this point, all you have to do is maintenance, you know? So, and maintenance is not, you know, as long as the car gets exercised, it's not something that you're going to have to do a lot. So the ideology, like I said, is just to drive and maintain the car as opposed to nobody has the time or even the money or the resources to build a car anymore. You know, it's a, it's 300,000 caliber, especially it's $200,000 to build a car like that, bro. You know, it, yeah. you know, buying a good car and then going forward, you know, putting a sequential in the car and doing a 2.8 and a V cam and tune and oil coolers and a clutch and diffs and suspension and arms Gutting, and this and that. It, welding in a yeah. Case, putting the interior hey, back in. Yeah, bro. I mean, uh, it'll take you three years and not 200 grand, but it'll take you 150 grand, you know, and three to four years of heartache. Why, bro? Just buy a car done. Make it your own. Put change the fucking wheels. Change the seats. You know, paint the fucking car. But the car's done. It's ninety percent. You know, it's ninety percent to what you want. You know, and that's why I have a different selection. Like the BR thirty two and the PXR thirty two are two completely different experiences, and they're both the same fucking car. Yeah, but it fits yeah. two different people, and it's two different, completely total driving experiences that are not even close to each other. And they're both six speed, two point eight, you know, more or less the same horsepower, more or less the same brakes, and it's it's insane it, to see the difference um, in such minimal changes, you know, and who mm. built the car and what the what it's used for. Um, it's crazy, bro. It's Skylines have blown my fucking mind. Coming from an air cooled guy, I'm an air cooled guy, you know. I mean, I have, you know, we could talk more about that. I've always been a I've Japanese air cooled shit is that's my you know that's what i'm here for nate's podcast was great like really good and there's a lot i mean it's everything oh, yeah. he said that, is promo debt and nakai i didn't know that he went through all of these you know i didn't know that he was that close to nakai you know that's that's crazy to me but uh, i was wild, following isn't it? 
Yeah, I was following his car before I even knew it was his car through Minkara. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's it. I've I've always been obsessed with promo that. I thought everything that they've done is like over and above, you know, whatever you think is good. Um, like Turbocraft guys went out there and they're like, oh, we'll build this shit better than them, you know. And even then, Turbocraft shit still leaks oil, still blows up. You know, it does make good power, but these are hundred thousand mile motors, is what nobody understands. Yeah. It's they're hundred thousand mile motors, bro. That's insane yeah. to me. Um, but, but just the whole tuning, the whole Japanese tuning aspect is like daily drive your car, drive it to the track, yep. beat it on in the track, drive yeah. it home, drive it to work on Monday. And like, yeah. they, it needs to handle all of that. It needs so to drive over, as it feels. Like, yeah. It needs to drive like a, like a new car, you know, mm. it needs to drive like a new car. It has, to, it has to have the reliability of a new car. And if you're going to upgrade it, it's so that it's more reliable. So it has better parts. So it lasts longer. Not so like, let me put a bigger turbo so that the fucking so the car, you know, so it wears out the rings faster, you know, and, you and know, I don't know. Broken. Yeah. And so it's always broken, which is that's building my nine and three. I learned I, <laughs> my my appreciation for uh, well done cars and tuned cars has greatly changed. Um, and I don't think a lot of people will get to experience that until they do a full build themselves, like have to source parts. You know, whether it's secondhand or new and find people to put the parts together and drive the car and break it and fix it and just go through the whole dude. I I, I wouldn't change anything I've done, but what I've learned is that I would never do it again. <laughs> I will fucking not <laughs> fuck that. And I'm buying a car that's that's ninety percent the way I want. If I'm gonna if it's got S you know, S one three Ps and I wanna put SSR professors on it, then fucking so be it. And if it doesn't like the seats I like and I want less cage or more cage and a bigger wing or no wing or whatever it is, I'll do it. But I need to find a car like, you know, going forward, I need to find a car that's gonna be 90%, you know, that's, mm. that's what I like, you know, and, uh, and coming, like I said, coming from the air cool world to the skyline, bro, the fucking bang for buck and the experience of a 90s analog car, I have a 500 wheel horsepower, 2550 pound 993. I mean, there's the cars, are, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, it's pretty fucking fast. It's a pretty good track car. I'm now to reverting it back to more of a, I want to, I want to, do 200 on you know i want to verify you know 330 kilometer do it on the street on video i'm gonna do it a hundred fucking thousand percent it's gonna get done yeah and but i'm taking it more you know i'm changing a few things you know in order to make it more of a highway car um but there you can't do the i'm two hundred thousand dollars in the hole in my car you know like and seven years of building it because no one knows how to do it (laughs) No one knows. I I can't trust anyone. No one has the time. No one has the parts. No one has the know-how. You know, like there's in Japan, they'll throw a Nissan, a fucking Q45 throttle body, FCON V Pro, T78. <laughs> fucking, they'll throw three. Bro, I've had. I, we took apart a, a 911 motor that my my buddy missed a gear in at the track. RSR motor. The car had three different rods in it. How Whoa. the fuck? They're they're <laughs> they're balanced and blueprinted and the exact same weight. Everything, the motor worked uh, fucking crazy. How the car probably made like three hundred and fifty all like wheel naturally aspirated, and it had three different rods in it. Who the fuck can do that? Who's the ingenuity? Like who? who, who there's no one. That's, no one can figure that out. That's you know, wild. So, I, I, yeah, I'll you know. We, so we fanboy, another- JDM fanboy. Yeah, I'm the fucking guy, bro. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, I'm like past that, dude. <laughs> 
Fuck, well, man. We, we need to talk about yeah. another another car also that you acquired from Japan that's rather special. We've talked about it previously uh, in the early days of this podcast. Yeah. The Venturi. Yeah. I, Venturi. Um, we need to hear the story on the Venturi because I think I, I questioned you in the, the Pantina research uh, server maybe a few months ago. Mm. Uh how long you were looking for that car because i i had recognized that it was uh, from the pictures that you posted that it was it was in japan it was at like a japan car show i was like oh that's like immediately oh man that's a japan car show everybody's mm. like standing around the car really organized and orderly <laughs> that's got yeah be yeah so, tell us tell us about it because it's a venturi 400 v there's only 15 road going versions of that in the world how did you get a hold of it right so okay so the car's a 400 trophy um it's Sorry, a, yeah, 400 no no it's all good yeah there, it's confusing it's not a very no you know it's not like it's an f40 you know but it's <laughs> it's it's a 400 <laughs> trophy so essentially all 73 of them were built for lamar that's it for after lamar was done or after that car was out of date they made a gentleman's trophy uh like a gentleman sorry gentleman's trophy cup and they raced these cars all around europe as if it was like a ferrari challenge so mm -hmm. like that that specific car, you know, before it went to Japan, um, I'll tell you right now, it went to where the fuck is this? Um, so it went to Paul Ricard, Le Bugatti, uh, Le Casalet, Monterey, Dijon, Nagaro, Barcelona, Masano, Le Mans, Spa, Nurburgring. Um, it was actually owned by uh, Adra Abdullah. So I don't, you know, maybe one of the UAE boys back in the days that had it. Um, and, and then in, in 98, it went to Japan. And then um, two years ago, a friend of mine, um, well, I don't know if it's a friend, a social media friend, uh, Taro on Instagram, he's a Japanese dude. He, you know, I'm always talking to him about cars. He's, you know, he's had, bro, an SR20, 124, 300E that went 300 kilometers, you know? Uh, with a race pack in it with 964 cup wheels. Um, the crazy shit, bro. This guy's had the crazy... He has crazy taste. He has a 500E with an Albrecht supercharger with a roll cage. My 500E with a roll cage with carbon bridge and a supercharger. Wrap your fucking head around that. Um, so he's obviously in the know of like yeah. the weird cars. Two years ago, he's like, hey, my friend's selling this. You know? And it was at the time it was like two hundred it was like two hundred twenty two hundred fifteen grand with the exchange, and I was like, "Wow, oh, get the fuck wow. out of here!" That's a you great know? deal. Yeah, I feel well, like yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. But it it it's surprisingly it's it's kind of it's a really weird market, bro. You know, there's only three cars in the United States. You know, there's uh there's not a lot of knowledge on the car. You know about the car because you like it, but. Most people don't know about it. You yeah, know, it's kind of yeah. a new. Yeah, they don't even know what it is. Like, never, just never even heard of it. They don't know what it is. Don't know. Yeah. Like, what the heck's that? They don't know exactly. So, you know, at the time he hits me up, and I'm like, damn, that's crazy. I bought wheels for that car two years ago. You know, <laughs> I've I had. <laughs> so my buddy had a set of E88s that was, you know, he didn't know what the fuck they were for. He sent me the BBS numbers. I I sent an email to BBS. They sent, you know, they were like, oh well. Uh, where did you get these wheels? Um, these are actually one of four EADH produced for a Venturi 400. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck? How did I like? What? And I was like, all right. I told my buddy Drew, I'm like, all right, dude, I'll trade you for some Porsche wheels. I had some Advan Advan cruisers I bought on Yahoo auctions for a thousand bucks. 
He's like, I don't care how much you paid. I paid two thousand for these, but they don't fit on my Ferrari because they are five by one hundred eight. But the the hub board is fifty five instead of sixty seven, so it didn't fit, and he didn't want to machine the wheel. Um, mm -hmm. So he's like, this shit doesn't fit. You know, I'll give me whatever you have, and you can have them. I was like, bro, I'm gonna own a fucking Venturi before I bought. Like, I'm gonna have I have to own a Venturi. You know, like I don't know <laughs> what I'm gonna do, but it's gonna fucking happen. Off a deal steal for a thousand bucks. I'm owning yeah. Venturi. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm making it happen. But I mean, at the time, like, okay, yeah, sure you are, buddy. You know, like, of course you're gonna find a Venturi. Um, <laughs> and then. I just, bro, I, I had those wheels in my office and I look at them fucking everywhere. I mean, I don't know if it's manifest or it's just luck or, but I would literally look at the wheels and just picture it on a Venturi for like three years. You know, my, this guy thought it hits me up and I'm like, damn, the car's super gangster, but it's too much money. To be honest with you, I'm asking what they were asking at the time with the exchange. Um, I'm asking 235 is what I'm asking for the car. Um, I'm like, I'm, I, but I can't, buy, I can't buy it for that. You know, like. I want it, but I'm I'm not rich, dude. I have to fucking take this money and turn. I have five thousand dollars in my bank account every day of my life, and I have five million dollars in inventory. You know, like that's the only way. I, you know, it's a terrible business plan, but only way to grow, I guess. Um, life of an entrepreneur, baby. Yen dips, and the first fucking car I hit up, I'm like, Does, is the Venturi still there? Yen dip to it was like a a dollar fifty t to the yen, you know, or yeah, flipped. Uh yeah, like one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it got crazy, and I was like, "That's the first car I'm fucking buying is the Venturi," and uh, lo and behold, they, the car had traded. I guess it was in consignment one dealer, um, at Cavalino, and then it went to Katakami, another dealer, mm -hmm. and the car had just been sitting in their showroom, and I have pictures of it in the showroom, and there's like a fucking countage in the back, and it's like really like seductive, you know, like mystic showroom. You know, like that's what I like nice. about all this shit. So mysterious, you know, like that's why I like, you know, highway cars because they're fucking mysterious. They don't have a V op video, you know, and time attack. It's kind of just like you have to know what it is. It's not yeah. for everybody. Um, and uh, nothing, dude. Yen dropped. I picked it up. I paid fucking still a shitload of money for it. I only got like $30,000 off, but it was a car that I had to own at some point in my life and I couldn't be happier to own it. And when I get the car, it's fucking crazier than I thought, you know, and it's it's got a but Q45 throttle body with HKS GTSSs and, you know, and uh, <laughs> RB26 fucking, um, yeah, trigger on it. And it's a coil on plug and Motec and, and the car drives like anything, nothing I've ever experienced. I mean, it's probably the best 90s car. I've, I think it is the best 90s car I've ever driven in my life. Better than any Ferrari, better than any Lamborghini by a, by a, like a, by a whole galaxy like it's a different car it's a spaceship bro spaceship yeah, it's it looks like it for it's sure so good I've um always wanted a venturi and you are not helping me right now with what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> i mean dude it's, hey, a man, it's only 235 grand i mean as opposed to what you know the car's faster than an f40 and an f40 a bare minimum is two million dollars you know it's 10 percent for a for a car that's literally Yes, it's not enough for totally we better. get it, you know, but it it is better. There's a video of that car on Best Motoring going around the yeah. F40. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the car from Best Motoring at Scuba. Yes, yes, I, that's I the car. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, I was like, 
I saw that I because I came across that video. I was like, yo, is this the same Venturi? Yes, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, yes, bro. It is. Oh my god, no shit. Bro, and it's what crazy. And if, you, if you look at the lap times, it's a seven lap attack, you know, and it's at the seventh yeah. lap is the fastest lap it turned. So you know that the drivers had experience in every other car except for that car. At the seventh lap is when the guy was like, All right, we're starting to fucking pick up the pace here. And that was the last lap. That was it. And it literally comes hunting the F40. Like if it was, it reeled it in, it reeled it in hard, but there's only so much time. And there was probably 30 F40s in Japan at the time. And there was one 400 trophy, you know? So like probably, probably privately owned the guy was like, all right, stop beating on my fucking car and give it back. You know, (laughs) Um, (laughs) we're not doing another one. No, it's, you know, but um, it's actually, dude, it's a very promising car. These cars have been raced. I mean, it's got a PRV engine, so it's Peugeot, Renault, uh, and Volvo. So, you know, Peugeot, Renault, I mean, they are, you know, F1 engine builders. It's not, yes, it's not a Ferrari engine, but it's a 32-valve, 3-liter twin-turbo. makes probably about 550 to 600 horsepower, 580, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it, it spins third gear rolling, you know? Like, I don't know is, how much is more... Is it handful of drive, or is it, like, really smooth? Oh, dude, it's the smoothest oh, fucking car. God damn it. I you're going to make, make me fucking buy plane tickets to Miami just to check it out. I mean, come do it, bro. I'll go pick you up at the airport. You don't have to buy it. Just come oh. see this shit. Come see this shit, bro. In the Venturi at the at my, you know what? All right, yeah, we're I'm gonna make that. that you, I, got I promise you, if you come, if you come to fucking Miami International, I'll go on the Venturi and I'll scoop you. The craziest no, no. Uber anyone's ever seen at Miami International. Yeah, um, no shout. Don't pack. <laughs> yeah, pack lightly because there's nowhere to put anything. <laughs> there's fucking nothing. Um, but yeah, so that's it in a nutshell. It's a fucking. It's a really cool car. All these cars are unique experiences. It's really hard to relay that information into just like oh two paragraph you know ad it's like yes this car it drives super cool you know like i don't I, it's so hard it's to tough. explain this you know it's so you hard can only to really look. experience it firsthand mm-hmm. yeah so i have to start doing videos and shit dude it's just it's just time i need more time i need more people to help me and uh, you know we're only three people so we're small shop considering how much we do wow. you know yeah yeah i would that's pretty impressive Turn yeah. up with the inventory you guys got for only three people. Oh man, yeah, it's it's fun. No sleep, man. I feel like we could talk all day. I'm but sorry, like, yeah. We, there, there's so <laughs> many other cars in your like that you got you have, like the 96 Ferrari. Uh, I, I would love to know more about that. The, the REM Amia RX7. I want to hear the story of the of the uh red FDFC our <laughs> magic car that you guys had previously, like. We could go on for days. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we're we're tapped close yeah. close to being tapped out for our, our normal uh, episode. So yeah, I, I'd like to close out with with a, a sign off from you. What you got? Uh, any any last words? Anything you'd like to say? Uh, for me or? Yeah, from you. Yeah. Oh. Um. Yeah. Nothing, man. I mean, just stay tuned. You know, like I'm. I'm gonna try to, I you know, just try to bring the 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 magic that comes from Japan. I'm trying to you know get it in a nutshell and bring it so that other people can experience it. Um, they're still building cool cars, you know, so it's not like it's not being done. 
um you know i'm just taking their used cars they're building all fresh shit <laughs> it's crazy um but i there's a lot of fucking ma- I, I don't know how else to call their fucking magic carpet rides you know like it's they're really special cars i'm gonna be bringing a few of them just stay tuned and um you know wait to see the shit that we're getting and thanks for having me you know i mean i'm again the babble meister you know but uh like you said i feel like we could talk about this all day yeah um and that's We're it man yeah gonna have to get you get you back here uh for for an update maybe in a few months or next year whenever yeah. whenever then for sure uh i i want to make a post stamp uh or, or pat a post stamp because uh we didn't talk about otosun's r33 and the update oh. story do, do you do we've talked about it on on the podcast on, on our with josh uh and with nate and and Andy, uh, our midnight episode. Do you know what, what's going on with that car here in here in America now? Have you heard anything new? Yeah, um, I talk to the owner regularly. Um, he wants to trade me for my Ferrari because um, he knows how much I like it. And I'm like, come on, bro, you don't be a dick. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna give you 180 thousand dollars for the R33. Like, I can't. I, I don't. Yeah. I can't Especially justify that. Now. He paid thirty seven thousand dollars for the car. You know, like. Oh, so yeah, that's that's a a wild story. Uh, the car, in short, um, I know. I see the sun coming up for you. You must be beat the fuck up. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> 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 Just go to sleep, bro. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. Um. So. Uh, Alta had the car. I ended up meeting this guy, Dan Martin, that works down the street, uh, basically like 20 miles away from me in Billet. Um, he's known as Crazy Dan in Japan. He raced 10 years of Wangan while he was uh, stationed in Japan. Um, he had a gray R34 that was used to be red, and it was fucking white, and it was gray. He painted three colors. This guy was West Coast Customs. Like, thought that he was, you know, evading police. He'd wear like an Iron Man mask, run the Aqualine. Um, he was, uh, he's a really interesting character. He's very odd guy, but he's a cool cat. And he, he is a genuine, uh, real top end, you know, like driver, uh, mostly straightaways. Mm-hmm. Um, he, Ota was his, uh, I guess his, his, I don't know, his, his, his leader, I guess, uh, you know, you could say, um, yeah, sensei. Exactly. I didn't. Oh, I wasn't gonna say that because I don't know how you know. I don't know how that relates. But exactly that. It was a sensei. You know, taught him basically everything he knows. And um, you know, he. I I heard from one source that uh, the car had been three hundred ninety-four kilometers on the Wangan, uh, which is about two hundred forty miles an hour. Yeah. I, it was the fastest R. It was the fastest R thirty-three on the Wangan. Period. There wasn't mm-hmm. a faster R thirty-three. MCR. The owner of the MCR R thirty-four. Now he spoke about it. Uh, how a blue 1000R on the side, R33, with the wastegate wailing, pulling past 330 kilometers until fucking disappearing, you know, like and not being able to see the car. Imagine going 200 miles an hour, the car's pulling so much harder than you that you can't see it anymore. You know, like that's insane. Uh, engine was built by one guy named TACT, T-A-C-T. Um, uh, 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 you know, I think you guys had said something different, but I 100% the engine was built by TACT. Um, it's a one guy, one, one man show, like three H, uh, mm-hmm. built a lot of Wangong cars. Um, old school runner. Um, they, I guess the car went to auction. It probably needed something, you know, obviously it ends up at USS Tokyo, which is like the number one fucking America 
send it off, you know? It's yeah. either that or the person doesn't want to see the car here anymore. You know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. they're going to retire the car and never see it again because it's not a normal car, you know? Um, I got a video. Me, yeah. Engine sounded extremely healthy, bro. Uh, I'll, I have a video of the car at idle, chopping, like, wastegate hanging out the side, so the T51R. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like a two... It sounds like, it sounds like the, the Scoot four-rotor car. It sounds insane. Um... The guy picks it up. The guy that buys it is the motor, uh, the, uh, the motor cultiv- the cultivated collector, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, he's kind of a weird guy. Whatever. Um, <laughs> he he shouldn't have ended. I you know, and uh, even if he, I doubt again, I doubt he was, but he shouldn't have should shouldn't have ended up with the car. Period. Damn I it. hunted the car down. The guy. T- took my bid off of 57,000. This is already four years ago. That was like way more than any R33. I literally yeah, was, was way bidding. above market. Yeah, way above market. The guy took my bid off because they changed the auction sheet from F5 to F6. He's like, oh, I didn't think that you would want it. I'm like, you stupid motherfucker. It has a fucking six-speed in it. Why wouldn't I want it? You're so dumb. Bro, I, I went nuts. Oh. I, I lost my shit. Car sells for 37.7 thousand USD exchange at the time. That was my number. That's what I bid. That's what I use. That's my race number. It's seven seven for everything. So it was just really strange. Everything um, mm. takes the car to garage stores because he's a fanboy, you know. Uh, top secret stores, you know. Mm-hmm. And Soros gets the motor, and he's just like, "This motor's junk." And so apparently they have some type of like online, you know, meeting or blog that they speak within themselves. All the top dogs and. Uh, basically, he's he takes the motor and throws it away. He takes the tacked motor that made 1,100 horsepower by Japanese standard and throws it in the garbage. Like throws it away, builds him a brand new motor. And Weird. apparently, that shit that shit blew up over there. Like that didn't end well. Um, there was a, a good amount of arguing, and because uh, it was pretty disrespectful to do that, obviously. Um, right. The main reason because the tolerances were loose. You know, um, but it's a car that's meant to maintain 9,000 RPM. Um, it has a catch can line out the back. You know, when you see a catch can line out the back, you know the car's a scumbag machine. You know, like that's <laughs> 100%. But you, whatever, all those cars have blow by. I mean, I'm, I'm, Dan says that that car at 220 miles an hour, 215 miles an hour, it would leave a rooster tail of oil. Literally yeah. a rooster tail of oil going down the fucking aqua line. You know, that's all that. The it, Sears, it was, all the Sears runners were were vent to atmosphere, like mm-hmm. hose to ground. Yeah, yeah. right. That's Dang, fuck. They didn't. Of course not. You know, they're they're looking for top end and the motor not blowing up. That's it. Um. So yeah, Garage Source built the car. I found the car in on Instagram of the guy who transported the car because this guy's never posted the car. So this guy, there's a picture of the car. Oh, brother! I spent yo. I I almost I I almost cried when I lost the car. I'm not even kidding. I knew the car was something special. So Mm -hmm. Garage Source posts the car, and I'm like, all right. Well, Source has the car. Uh, You know, interested to see what happens. Then I see the like I said, the Instagram of the guy who transports the car to Cultivated Collector. I hit him up. He sends me the number to the importer. Importer, I fucking annoyed the shit out of him, which I never do, bro. I'm not that type of guy, but I was like, I have to do it for this car. Like, this is the car. This is the one I want. I have to own it. 
again, and I didn't even know that this car was Otas' car. I just knew that it was a special car. Like the car just it it gave that vibe off. Yeah. I knew I it was, and um, I finally got in touch with this guy, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, I'll sell it." You know, he's like, "I'll take one hundred forty thousand dollars for it." And I was like, "Oh fuck, this guy!" I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, "Okay, well, it's not mint." You know, it's painted LM. You know, it's it's pretty pretty beat up. I, I can't afford it, to be honest with you. Um, and I was like, look, why don't we trade? You know, and then it's like the price has been going up. Every the guy knows that I like the car. Obviously, I fucked up. I never get excited about cars. I'm never fucking like, oh my god, bro, do you know the car that you have goes 230 miles an hour? And the guy's like, oh yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, you're gonna pay all the beans. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I fucking yeah. yeah. I shot myself in the foot. So yeah, that long story uh-huh. short, uh, the car is in Pennsylvania, and it's got a source motor in it. Uh, exterior is still the same. Um, uh, I have some pictures I could send you of it. Um, it's pretty pretty gangster car, bro. It's uh, yeah, it, it is. I remember I remember seeing it at Tatsumi back back in our time when it was still running. And it, you're absolutely right about the order of the car. It was you you could tell walking up to it that it wasn't regular. And yep. you, you you would just have to look at the front bumper, and you're like, that's not you know, no one no one of a regular mindset or a regular mentality would keep their front bumper like that, especially on a GTR. You know, yeah. even but, if it is the Mustang of Japan in Japan, like you know, not not a lot of people do that. And so, like, yeah, absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I think uh, the badge of honor is the rock chips, bro. I, I mm-hmm. think it's. Uh, I I don't think they're the Mustangs of Japan, to be honest with you. I think they're like the chariots of Japan. You know, they could be. <laughs> It could be a, a, either a really clapped out fucking Fred Flintstone chariot, or it could be, you know, like Gladiator, you know, the baddest motherfucker. You know, I think it's just, there's so, such a wide genre of Skyline. Um, Mustang culture is fucking, don't get me going. But let's, I don't, I don't, I don't see Skylines as Mustangs. I know, you, I've heard you guys say that. So, but yeah, I'll, um, I know, I know you guys got to go to sleep. <laughs> I know you guys are tired, bro. And, uh, no, it's all um, good. Yeah. I'm sorry we to keep it going, but yeah, we appreciate your time. We're definitely going to have you back on Danny. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone else, if you're still listening to this podcast at, at our two, two hour, this is by far our longest episode yet. We appreciate your <laughs> listenership. Uh, sorry. If you really love us this far, <laughs> if you really love us, uh, you'll call follow us on Twitter and Instagram at zero live podcast. If you really, really love us and you want to be part of our community and our conversation, we're always talking cars up on our Discord. So hit that link tree link that's in all of our social bios. You'll see it. Join us. Be a part of us. We love you. Good night. Keep it pinned. Peace.